This is Culture Communication and Brand Moments with Shelby Joe Long, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Shelby Joe Long. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm Shelby Joe Long. I'm Senior Vice President of the Strategic Advisor Board and CEO of Business Dynamics. And I love hosting podcasts because I have the opportunity to talk to genius entrepreneurs that have created businesses out of their expertise. And I think that's an important thing for all of us to hear that we can do it. You can create businesses out of your expertise and live in your passion. It's a way to do that. And so I hope to inspire you with this conversation. I am excited to talk to Carrie Lee Brown today with Red Lily Media. And I'm going to have her introduce all of that and talk about that. Tell us about what this is all about. I think she's got quite a few things going on, but I'm excited that you're joining me today, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here too. Um, I'm really excited to be living my passion, like you just said in that little intro, because I've been a journalist for 25 years, um, both in Canada and now in the U.S. here in Denver, Colorado. And I've worked at tons of magazines, overseen a lot of magazines. I've also worked in the corporate world as well. Um, But I guess you could say I'm a wordsmith and I, I live and breathe it. And so to your point about what the con- the podcast is about, I have worked in a lot of different kind of businesses and different publishing houses. And like I said, corporate um, areas. And I've now just in the last year and a half, been able to really go out on my own and utilize the skills that I've learned over the years. And, you know, with team management and also with, um, you know, money management and as well as my time management to be able to turn my passion and what I do for a living into a career, but also a business. And that's now what I'm doing with Red Lily Media. So all of my content creation and my writing and my freelancing and all of my um, editing content jobs run through my business now. So um, so I'm really pleased to be able to do that. And I'm excited to share my, my story with you. Absolutely. Sounds like you've been in the industry for quite some time. Tell me about what inspired you to get into media and writing and editing and in that in that space. Where does that come from? Yeah, well, ironically, I originally did my undergraduate degree in political science and communications, and I wanted to um, originally be a lawyer or something to that effect, and then took one year of school in, in, in that, and I was like, eh, that's not me, but I've always loved yeah. writing. I've always loved interviewing people myself, and I've always loved learning about different people and places and cultures and different kinds of things that were going on in the community. So I took my first media course in that undergraduate degree and it just kind of fell in love and learned that you can actually make a living interviewing people and finding out more about people's lives. So that's kind of where it started. And then I went on to do my master's in journalism and and really specialized in magazine journalism. But I also took broadcast uh, radio and newspaper at the time, print. This was before the internet and podcasts were really big. So I'm dating myself, but, um, but I've always loved writing. And I think that, you know, the written word to me is very, you know, not only personal, but I've, you know, I've made it a career and a profession. And then from there, I took a ton of different magazine jobs and started out kind of at the bottom, made my way up, um, started as an editorial assistant, mostly in the health and fitness 
kind of realm and space um, back in Toronto. And, you know, it's just a lot of time. It's just a lot of um, career building and taking advantage of opportunities that have come my way. Um, you know, once I started building my portfolio as a writer and as an editor, I started also connecting and you, you know, networking is huge in any, obviously any field, but certainly in media and in publishing um, from the magazine perspective, I feel like the networking aspect just goes a long, long way. And that's really how I've gotten a lot of my jobs. I've cer certainly interviewed and, you know, gone for job interviews, but I do feel that the networking has kept me going in this space. Um, even till today, I still have people coming out of the woodwork. I remember when you interviewed me for this magazine, now I'm writing a book and I'd, I'd love for you to help me ghostwrite it. Or, or I now have my own business. Can you help me develop some web copy for it? You know, like it, it's really something that I find connecting and keeping good lines of communication with all past editors and writers and ones that have come through the loop with me um, has helped me gotten to this point. So I've, I've run a lot of different magazines. I've written my own book. I have some more things in the kind of in the hopper that way, but content and writing has always just been my love. Um, you know, and I think there's so many different kinds of writing, as we all know, you know, from, you know, magazine and editorial is different from hardcore news, which is different from, you know, writing, you know, uh, a personal man, uh, memoir. Um, there's so many different kinds of writing and I love it all. And I think every aspect of writing can be personal or professional. And it just, it just really can kind of add to whatever you're doing, whether it be in a business perspective or if it, or if it's something for a personal, um, you know, a personal project. So, yeah. And I, we moved to Denver, Colorado in 2014 from Toronto for business opportunities. And I've run some magazines here. I currently write for magazines out of Scottsdale, Arizona, Orange County and Denver. And again, always spreading my wings. And I think that's maybe a piece of advice that again, in, in the, in my career in media and publishing and, and writing and editing as a journalist, networking is number one. Also number two is keeping really um, fresh and keeping relevant in regards to your own branding, no matter how old you are and how long you've been in the business. That's something that I've had to continue to do, reinvent yourself and also connect with new people. Um, spread your wings in different areas of content creation. That's something that's kind of kept me fresh and maybe top of mind for some clients. So I'm at that point where now I'm, you know, I have a really good base of clients and I have, I'm always looking for more, but I'm, I've got some that I can continue to work with and hopefully those relationships will continue and continue into new projects. So that's where I'm at right now. Sounds like you have quite a bit on your plate mm -hmm. in addition to the freelancing stuff that you do. Yeah. So, so your media company, you cover, you're in publishing, editing, and all of anything writing created. Is that correct? Anything writing, editing, but I also do speaking. I also do a yeah. lot of public speaking. So I think at the end of the day, it's a media communications kind of firm because- yeah. You know, like speaking is is really important too. I do a, a lot of Absolutely. podcasts, but I have spoken a lot at um, universities and colleges and and different kind of um, retreats and and you know business team development kind of um, organizations and events yeah. on um, corporate wellness, on you know making yourself a priority at the home and in the workplace, and a lot of that stems from my own personal story, and which is why I wrote my book about self care. Um, but I've been able to turn my personal experience into different ways to communicate to other people 
about taking care of their own self-care. And I've been able to not only do it, you know, a pro bono for certain things, but I've also been able to charge and make a living out of that as well. And I hope to do more of that in the future. Um, I just piloted a writing um, workshop actually at um, a college here, uh, Morgan Community College here in Denver in November. And I'm turning that into my next book and then hopefully into an online course. So there's different ways to, again, when I say keep relevant, it's creating new ways to utilize the content I come up with and be able to obviously, you know, make a living from it and hopefully generate some revenue. Um, it's the only way one, I can survive, <laughs> but two, yeah. it's another way to fill my cup in this area because it's something I just always have loved to do. Um, you know, I used to write for a lot more newspapers and stuff in my early days in my career. I, I, that's not so much anymore, especially with digital, you know, obviously digital sure. platforms. So I've had to recreate the way that I do execute my creative, um, you know, interests and my writing and my editing. I also do ghostwriting. It's something else that's really come across my plate um, from executives to aspiring authors to, you know, just people that want to bloggers. Um, I do that type of thing too. I think that, you know, some people, they, a lot of people have great messages. They just don't necessarily know how to put it pen to paper, if you will. Um, and I love to Part of what I love about what I do is I love to dive into their mindset on what they want to get across and their messaging. And then I can basically translate it, if you will, into the written form um, for their whatever platform they're thinking. Um, and so I enjoy that. I think it's, it's a challenge because it depends on who you're working with. Um, but I do enjoy it because it's like a puzzle to me. And then yeah. hopefully we work together and then we get a final product that they end up liking for whatever, again, their, you know, their purpose is. Um, I enjoy doing yeah. that. Seems mm -hmm. that you're attracted to, to those puzzles, right? Yeah. The those all, they're very, it seems your career has been extremely dynamic. It's moved. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, you were in journalism for the media, you know, like that was a big change. And yes. we have all this information. And now how do you differentiate yourselves? And how do you set your message apart? And how do you position in the media? Like the, the challenges are not new, but they're definitely more relevant. And I think that all of the different ways that you're talking about how you can use information and use different methods of delivery can do that. You're just speaking my language. I love the course. That's right. It's yeah. all about delivery. Exactly. And yeah. I think that the end, the end thing that hasn't changed or been a constant is about messaging. And okay. I mean, even back in 25 years ago, when I came out of journalism school, fresh into a magazine as an editorial assistant, it was still all about audience, right? And about who your message is being created for. So yeah, that has not changed, although audiences have gotten bigger with the internet and digital, but going after, you know, your audience, your demographic, and, you know, keeping up with the times with who you're trying to reach, no matter what, has not changed. I mean, there's so many different businesses and even individual entrepreneurs that are still trying to reach that end user. So I, I like to look at myself as their voice, their mouthpiece in certain ways, even if it's in the written format to be able to get that message across. And, and it's fun for me because that's in doing that I've touched along, like touched a lot of different um, industries. And that's one of the, again, one of the other exciting things to me. Um, I've worked, you know, for health and wellness companies, but even to wealth management companies and real estate and even law. I mean, as long as you can 
dive in and really focus on who they're trying to go after. You, you know, interview the right subject matters and, you know, the experts in that field to be able to bring out what they're trying to get across in more layman's terms. Then I think I can do a pretty good job at doing that. And that's where the journalism and reporting um, skills and expertise in my kind of area come into play. And so I like to say that, you know, I'm a journalist who is an authentic storyteller. That's kind of what I like to do. So, <laughs> yeah. And then recently you've made more of a transition into, into everything's under red Lily and all of your, even though it's, you're writing for other people, you're still, it's still your method. It's still the way that you approach things. It's still authentic to your, to your brand and your specific, but then you also have your piece on the side of it too. The influencer teacher, that side of it too. That's really, you have a nice, nice marriage of those two things. Yeah. And that, I guess it's a thing for entrepreneurs. Like I, I do, I do do professional services, writing and editing for clients, but then on the, on the flip side, like you said, under my umbrella, umbrella, Red Lily Media, there's a community writing community aspect of it called Red Lily Life and Red Lily. That is a storytelling platform where I help other people tell their own stories. And that's my I like to say it's my passion project, but it's more of um, a lifestyle because I like to help um, people share their stories. And no matter where that takes me or them, whether it, you know, I end up helping them write a book or helping them get on a podcast because of their own story, that's what I love to do. And that's kind of a part of my giving back to, um, you know, whatever community I can help in that way. And I've had, I have about 175 contributors now to my platform, redlilylife.com. And, you know, it's just people telling their own stories. And I mean, I just love the fact that having worked in media and having a bit of a, an audience there, if you will, I'm able to help other people, you know, reach some people who wouldn't otherwise be able to. And I think that's kind of the part that I'm trying to grow even more, but I have to also balance it because I have to be able to generate money on the other side to be able to afford to do this. Because when somebody writes for my platform, it's free. They can, they can do that. And that's my give back. That's the way that part will always be. But now I'm trying to think of ways to also monetize it other ways. So yeah, and it, it, it is like a puzzle. Like you said, it's, it's very challenging, but it's very, um, rewarding. And I think that's what I think my, the rest of my career path in my life will hopefully appease is the rewarding aspect because I've been doing this for a long time. And, um, you know, there's a lot of storytellers out there nowadays online and everybody is, but I like to kind of be able to make mine unique. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do with my business. Well, I think that's so, it's amazing to be able to, because sometimes people, I feel this way too, particularly in the entrepreneurship journey. It, it, there's the, you know, I work with many service providers that are stepping into the consulting industry mm -hmm. and it's wearing a completely different hat. It's a completely different role. It's a different way of communicating. Yeah. And then there's a little imposter syndrome there. Right. And so it takes a while to get through some of that, but the storytelling I think is such a powerful part of that and mm -hmm. providing that platform, that'd be there's some really interesting ways that you can monetize that community, but then you also want to preserve it because exactly. people, yeah. people need to, sometimes people just need to be given permission to tell their stories and given yeah. a space to tell their stories. And I think that's, yeah. that's a really powerful part of what that, what that community can be. 
Yeah. And, and I agree. Cause of course you could say, well, you know, why don't I charge for people to share their stories? But I tell you what, I bet you, I wouldn't get as many stories and people coming out of the woodworks to share. I think that I do, I always want to have that authentic um, gravitation towards my site in regards to that. If, you know, if they want to work with me in other ways beyond that, like say they launch a website because their story was on Red Lily and then they want to do other things and then potentially, you know, I monetize that aspect. Yeah. Great. But I don't, I, I just think there's that side of me that's like, everyone is a deserved storyteller. Everyone is, it's just really giving them that opportunity to, to share it. Um, and we'll see what happens from there. But I mean, Red Lily Media, my umbrella company is really only a year and a year, year and a half old. And now I'm really trying to mold where my, my best kind of skills and expertise fit into being able to provide a, an authentic platform that allows people to be vulnerable. And it, it's, it's a balancing act because I'm also a businesswoman. Sure. I've worked in leadership roles at magazines and corporate places. And, but now I have my own and I, I, no one works for me. I'm the only, I'm a solo, you know, solopreneur as they call them. And I'm doing all the work myself. So I have to be able to balance that myself, but I enjoy this because it's, it's a really good stepping stone for me. And I'm, what I like best about being an entrepreneur, especially in my space and what I'm really trying to build is that I can really capitalize on all the different skills I have had and being able to, you know, really kind of hone in on over my whole career because my business is my business. And that's one great thing about being an entrepreneur. You can mold it in any way you want. And as, you know, as long as it's working for you and you're being gratified by the work you do and rewarded um, in the way you deserve. And then at the end of the day, you want to help people. Well, I do anyway, that's my mandate. And so that's what I love most about what I do and Red Lily Media, um, which, you know, is a, a, you know, it's a, it's an LLC and I've gone to that extent, but I just really feel like it's very rewarding because there's the aspect of me doing the work and helping clients and hopefully getting, you know, good pay and also great testimonials. But then there's that aspect of knowing that uh, they're coming to me for my expertise and I'm not necessarily working for one um, company and not, and really kind of listening to their, their protocol and their policies. I'm building my own empire here and it may only be me for the rest of my life, but at least I'm in charge of what I'm doing. So I hope others do too. You know, it's, it's very, 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 very fulfilling. I hope so too. I, I, and I want to explore more into the, when you made the decision to get out and do your own thing. Cause I think that, that breaking point is that that's maybe what some people, I feel that a lot of people in our generation are maybe scared of that, right? Scared of, of, of stepping outside of the industry that they've been in for so long yeah. and, and creating their own thing. And, you know, you have success here, but then you might, then you'll probably have some failure when you get into the entrepreneurship world, but then, but then, then understanding, or at least creating that, but then you can, there's also some much more fulfilling pieces on the side of being an entrepreneur too, even though you might fail sometimes, and even though it's not guaranteed income. So I had a very similar experience with, yeah. within academia and I, where I felt kind of limited and I wanted to get outside and do my own thing and I'm doing similar things, but I'm doing my own thing. And it's so much more fulfilling. I so, think so. Yeah. yeah. And I, I agree. It is very much like that. And there are ups and downs. And of course, there's like, you know, the imposter syndrome is huge. I totally agree with you because 
you know, I've had people come to me and say, well, can you help me write some blog entries or, or anything for my website? What, and I'll say, what industry are you in? I'm in, we're in the legal field. I'm like, Ooh, I know nothing about, you know what I mean? But that's where it kind of creeps in the imposter. But I'm like, well, hold on a second. I'm a good writer. I know what I can do. I, I'm a good interviewer. I can, you know, get out of an interview what I need and what they want to put onto their website or into their book. And I know I can do that. So as long as I have someone to be able to work with um, and a good client will work with you to get the great result and not leave you hanging, then I think that, you know, that imposter syndrome can kind of go on the wayside. But I tell you, it comes up quite frequently when it's different industries I'm dealing with or different clients. And then that's the other thing, you know, you have various clients that just work differently, you know, absolutely. They just work differently with you or have different expectations or different payment schedules or whatever. And, you know, you're trying to figure that out while you're also trying to execute what you do for a living. Um, and it is tricky, but it's very gratifying for sure. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. so tell me, tell me about your breaking point when you were like, okay, it's time. Yeah. time to step out, time to do my own thing and only my own thing. Tell me about that. Was that a revelation you had or were you frustrated? Sometimes it yeah. emerges in a, in frustration and anger. And other times it's kind of like, I like it, but then I'm re really ready to do something else. Tell me about that decision. Yeah. Well, I mean, until, you know, literally a few months ago, I was balancing a full-time position at a magazine here in Denver and running it as well as running my business on the side. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs start that way, right? You're working somewhere, you're doing in your field, you're doing what you love, but then you're starting to kind of build your own clientele or your own freelance projects or, or something behind the scenes. And I think my turning point was really last spring when I was staying up till maybe three in the morning constantly for weeks on it months on end oh, trying to do the stuff that I really loved at night because I really wanted to do that and then I had my day job as you will which I still enjoy don't get me wrong but it, it kind of it became a job because I knew there was other stuff I was really wanting to do and so um I, I don't know it just it just kind of clicked in me so I, I came up with an ex exit plan um call me crazy, but I gave 12 weeks notice <laughs> um, because I knew by the fall, I really wanted to move on to my next thing, which was building my own business on my own time and on my own terms. Um, so I made a long exit plan and I kind of worked towards that. And now I'm here and now I have the luxury of, of working from home and, and more and remotely. And there's a, you know, that pivotal turning point for me was more just, you know, so many hours up at late at night, not being able to be the person I'm supposed to be during the day, um, even with family and, and my, my kids, because I knew that, you know, I was just up so late and sleep is really yeah. important. So, yeah, I mean, I guess a big turning point for me in regards to going off on my own and building Red Lily Media was that I was not getting enough sleep. I was up till three in the morning or later trying to do the things that I love doing. Like you're in back morning. in college. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And then you're not as productive during the day at your like day job or whatever you do during the day and you're not as you know, with it or, or, or there for your family. And I just knew, and you know, health can suffer and all that. So I knew I had to make some priorities and I knew at this stage of my career, I was able to maybe take some of the connections I had and the, <clears throat> the people I've known for years 
and <clears throat> I'd be able to build that as it came. So sure. I finally made my decision. And then, you know, now here I am trying to build it. And as they say, if you build it, they will come, right? So you kind of yeah. have to make that leap at some point. Um, but it is scary. I mean, there's no doubt about it for sure. Well, it sounds like you've you're off to a good start, at least. You're staying Great. busy, you've engaged your sphere, the people around you, yes. you have some return business which is great. That's a great foundation to have. And now you're at a point where you, I mean, and you're a solopreneur, you can yes. continue that way. And maybe you're going to grow and mm-hmm. to the point where you need other people another white label, whatever that is, there's yep. lots of opportunity because you can do whatever you want. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the uh, master of my own domain. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Well, I don't think there's any better advice to end the interview on than that that to inspire our audience to think about their expertise in a different way. Where can, where can our audience find your information? Well, you can go to redlilymedia.com for all of my professional services and everything I do. And then my own portfolio and writing and expertise is on kerryleebrown.com, which is K-E-R-R-I-E-L-E-E-B-R-O-W-N.com. And pretty much everywhere on social media, you'll find those handles as well. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, Carrie, it's been Carrie Lee. Carrie? Carrie Lee is great. (laughs) Carrie Lee, Lee, it has been great to chat with you today and to understand more about your business. You are so incredibly busy, but you are so incredibly busy and fulfilled at the same time because Mm -hmm. you're doing what you want to do and you're a master of your own destiny. So I think that's pretty inspiring for our listeners. Thank you so much. I'm really, really honored to be on here. And I hope that Maybe I'll reach someone or, you know, maybe I'll, I've been inspired by what you said too. So thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Anytime. And for our listeners out there, it's always great to hear, hear the stories of people that have created businesses out of their expertise, because you can do the same thing too. The economy is wide open. If you can create a, if you have a solution to a problem, people will pay for it. And if you can create something, people will pay for it. You just have to start that conversation. So I hope this conversation inspired you to think about your genius in a different way. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments with your host, Shelby Jo Long. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode.